0: to the
1: Fantasy's Finest Fantasy
2: Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen
1: McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yeah, what's going on, Fantasy World? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. I am your host, William Spencer. I got my buddies with me, Mr. Jalen McQueen and Mr. Mark Carter. Say what's up to the people, man. Welcome back. We got another episode going.
0: Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? What's good?
1: All right. So we got to do our little introduction in our last episode. I was kind of proud of that. So now we're going to get into the start getting into the nitty gritty of the fantasy season for 2020. And what better way to start off doing that by getting into some rookies? I know a lot of people don't really well, I I won't say a lot of people. Some people, they're varying opinions on what rookies can do for a fantasy season. Uh, Me in particular, I like uh, rookies, I feel like they're. They're that, that diamond in the rough piece that can get your team over because you're always going to have your veterans that you're going to target earlier in the draft. But landing a rookie could be that piece that just sends your team over the edge when you least expect it. So we're going to get into our winners and losers from the draft uh, based on where they landed and uh, get ready to go into who we think are winners and who we think are Kind of on a losing side based on where they landed. Who, what teams picked them up from the draft? So, I know I got. We, we're going to do about three picks a piece uh, for our winners and losers. Um, you know, heading into going uh, going over our picks. I know Jalen, he kind of skimped. He he cheated us out of one. So I don't know if he fixed that or not. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, sorry, right, dog. I'm sorry, I'll let you slide this time. But as always, be sure to follow us at The Fantasies Finest. <laughs> you can follow the podcast on our social media, across your social media, excuse me, on Facebook and Instagram at The Fantasy's Finest, The Fantasy's Finest. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest, too. You know, one thing I did forget last time, we have a website, too, thefantasiesfinest.com. You can check out all our articles. Our rankings will be posted up there. Um, I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of the writing. Um, it's a little hobby of mine. So when the guys come in, they, they may write, they may not write, but, um, all of our rankings and information that we do pick or our selections from the shows will be up there as well. You can also t- uh, check out the podcast from there. Um, each episode will be posted on the website as well. So if you don't follow on or you haven't subscribed, shame on you should have subscribed already. But if you haven't subscribed already, you can always check out the podcast Mm -hmm. on the website as well. And if you haven't found us on your favorite podcast, we are available on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. So you don't really have an excuse. You should have hit the subscribe button already. I'm just saying. Subscribe, people. Subscribe, let's go.
0: And, you know, we're still kind of new.
1: So, you know, we get the little buzz going. I'll let let them slide. But <laughs> the only thing new here is True. Mark. You can also follow the hosts of the Fantasy Finest podcast on our Twitters as well. Me, William Spencer. I am I at I am Hyperion underscore FPH. Jalen, you can follow him at Ace underscore ECA eleven. And of course, you can follow Mark at McNux M C K N U X. So before we get into our winners and losers, the rookie edition. Let's hit the news.
2: News and notes from around the NFL.
1: All right. First up, I'm actually uh, a little excited about this because it was a little touch and go in the beginning, but the NFL and NFLPA have agreed to make COVID-19 adjustments to the CBA just ahead of the veterans going uh, reporting to camp, which is we are recording on July 29th at, for a uh, July 30th drop date. And they're reporting today. So they got everything done or they've agreed to almost everything uh, as far as the changes go for, the adjustments to the CBA. Now some keynotes from those adjustments were that they are going to allow 16 players for the to be added to the practice squad this year. Um the salary cap adjustments for the 2021 season are at are set at 175 million. So the cap is actually going to drop about 25 million dollars next mm-hmm. season. And it's it's kind of tentative, you know, we could get a vaccine Because of uh, the pandemic, Mm -hmm. fans could be allowed back into the stadiums once the vaccine is um, being distributed and it actually works. So,
0: man, we ain't getting no. Listen, I'm hoping. All right, don't don't shatter
1: my hope. (laughs) I need this. (laughs) I need this. We ain't
0: getting no drug.
1: (laughs) But if it does, if it does, you you know, get your hopes up. Yeah, miracle happens and we do get a vaccine that works. The $175 million cap space is just the floor. So if anything changes, you know, the cap can return, has the possibility to return back to normal for the 2021 season. Another adjustment they made was that uh, high-risk players and they made a, a opt-out clause. So high-risk players and voluntary players that want a voluntary uh, opt-out, um, they will receive two different types of, I guess stipends for the season. If a high risk player um opts out, he will get three hundred and fifty thousand for the season. If a player voluntarily opts out of his contract for this year, uh, he'll receive a hundred a hundred thousand. Um the players that do decide to opt out have until August third to opt out of the twenty twenty season.
2: Can I get that same money if I opt out of work? <laughs>
1: No, you gotta go back to work. Jeez. <laughs>
0: <Sheesh. Shoot. laughs> now 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 real quick, real quick, when they talk about uh like high risk uh compared to voluntary, you know, what what for the audio listeners, what is what's the difference as far as, you know, okay, high risk and voluntary.
1: A good example of that would be a player like James Conner, who's had health issues before. Um, he's actually decided to play the 2020 season, but because of his pre-existing conditions, if he decided to opt out, he would be considered a high risk player and he would be, he would be in line for the 350,000, uh, opt out money that he would receive doing that. Other players that have pre-existing injuries or conditions will fall under the same guideline. Got you. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. Through. Oh, this is the thing too. Because players have until August third to opt out, a lot of players have already started. Um, several players have opted out for the 2020 season already. Um, six players from the Patriots alone have already opted out. Um Deontay Hightower, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, and Brandon Bolden are among those names. Green Bay lost, uh well, they didn't technically lose. He he opted out. I won't. <laughs> Say that they lost them, but um Green Bay, Green Bay's Devin Funchess, and the Eagles Marquise Goodwin have also opted out. And before we started recording, the Chiefs Damian Williams opted oh out for the season. God. That, that's so gonna change
0: that's, my decision. That's kind of yeah. huge.
1: <laughs> Lord, listen. So I'm I'm already in two two. I've already had two different drafts before the start of the season at this point. I like normally I would like to wait until August because stuff like this, not stuff like this, but changes happen. Players, if we had training camp players could get hurt. So you kind of wait until about the third week of preseason to really get your drafts going for fear. Stuff like Mm -hmm. this. Damian Williams opting out is huge because if you drafted Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, he's potentially the number one running back for the chiefs. And you know how they get down with the passing. So, if you have him on your team now, he could very well be mm. a league breaker. Mm. That's just what it is. So, oh boy. it's just like, good Lord.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I'm gonna yeah. change.
1: I hope it ain't jack up the winners. Listen, listen,
0: listen, because that's going to jack up. And, I, I, and real real spoiler alert, because when we discussed with the rookies, man, I did put I did put, uh, I put my loser. And now I'll give you a good reason. Now I have to kind of switch it up. Oh, you know no. I mean? I'll give you a good reason why he was a loser at that time. But yeah, okay, well,
1: we'll save it. Save it for save it. Save it. No more spoilers. No, nah, no. Nah, keep keep him yeah, in right, the loser. too <laughs> much. All right. We're just still in the beginning.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, all right. Move, moving on. Moving on. Now, uh, this is from out of the L.A. Rams camp. Sean McVay reveals that the Rams could be using a running back by committee approach similar to what the 49ers did with Kyle Shanahan last season. Um, He was quoted on the Heliopod show on YouTube. He said, I think it's just naturally it just naturally worked itself out. I think if you look at the success San Fran had last year with the running back by committee approach, he said what he goes on to say what I thought Kyle Shanahan and their players did was a great job. Hey, if we're going to have an open open mind approach, we're going to be committed to trying to have some balance, and then we'll go with the hot hand or whatever really expresses himself, or whoever really expresses himself as deserving a carries. Now, my question to you guys is, are you really buying the running back by committee approach?
0: Absolutely, dude. Listen, man, I'm all 100% for running back by committee, man. I mean, listen, right. the, the Broncos did it, man. We, we were successful with it. Matter of fact, any team that does it, man, I'm assuming they're going to be definitely successful, man. You Who you have for, for the Rams right now after Gurley's gone? You Cam Akers, Henderson Brown. Ain't nobody's like a strong, you know, uh, uh, starting running back, man. But give them mm. all the chance to. Oh well, you going to say cam makers? I mean, give them give them all a chance. You know, I'm gonna, I guarantee you. i I'll make a bet. I'll make a bet. I'll say. I'll say uh is uh, probably mm-hmm. going to be uh, the, the the person that's going to take the yards. I in about, you about know? Say, you yeah, know. I, I agree with that's Mark, why you gotta do I mean,
2: that. I think I th- that's why you got to do I mean, do it's hard that, for me dude. to agree, with Mark because we got Zeke. But at the same time, running back by committee, you get to see different looks. You get you yeah. get to find out who's good where, who's good out the gun, who's good out you know back formation. You get to see all of that. I think. Uh, you know, last year well, we talked about the Eagles, how they do the running back by a committee. I think it work out. Like, like, like uh Mark said, you don't have a you don't have a workhorse back there that's gonna go ahead and get you 13 carries. You might as well just run them all different times. Why not?
0: I agree with you, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Mm. I was like, man, come well, on. I, get the, every team you established.
1: I won't say anything until We proceed in our show I'll I'll just keep my comments To myself For now For now anyway Alright let's keep it moving There's some good news out of the Washington Redskins No wait a minute They uh They changed their name yeah, yeah yeah the Washington football team My bad you know I'm so used to calling them the Deadskins I mean the Redskins I mean the uh Washington football team. I have to get used to get used to that. But some good news all the same. QB Alex Smith announced that he has been cleared for full football activities after suffering and recovering from a broken leg back in 2018. Um, what's also noted is Ron Rivera had said earlier in the offseason that if um, Alex Smith was ready to come back, he would be in the mix to, to, for the starting job. Uh, between him, be, Dwayne Haskins and Kyle <laughs> Allen. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this, because, but Alex Smith isn't that bad. Do you think I, he can overtake? I do. Dwayne Haskins and I well, do think I'm he not should, going to really add Kyle take Allen.
2: But in fact, if, if we've been completely honest, the Washington Football Team should have won a division last year because they were, I, I believe, or was it last year? No, it was 18. Because uh, Alex Smith, he was balling. I think they were leading the division. Right. Bro, they, could, a have, no they could have won the division in in 18. I, remember, I think they were leading the division before Alex Smith got hurt. When he got hurt, then I think, who stepped in? I forgot who stepped in. It might have been, I don't know, Will. You might know.
1: Hmm. Don't put me on the spot. I don't care I don't, about them that much. I don't remember
2: who stepped in. But Alex Smith was playing pretty good. He don't turn the ball over. What's it? He, don't, he doesn't turn the ball over. He don't put you in harm's way. I think, I think Alex Smith is a pretty good QB.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I agree with you on that one, uh, and, and the fact uh, that uh, look at Dwayne Haskins' stats last year. <laughs> well, be I'm fair, he was team, a rookie. Right? Like, this dude, uh, first of all, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dwayne, Dwayne, didn't get much love, man. That's so I mean, when my rookie stepped in. You know, what we did. Yeah, but everybody you know acting. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> but you talk about a. a yeah, but, but will, will it be the same Alex Smith? That's the question, you know what I mean? Will it be the Alex Smith who – I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, Alex Smith, mm-hmm. he was with the Chiefs. He was annoying, you know what I mean? He was mad annoying. Uh, and Right now, it, can he be that annoying person that's going to come out the pocket, man, you know, fling it, sling it, man, and do right. what he can to, uh, to, to bring the team up like he used to, that's man. True. Listen, after them injuries, man, he's not Peyton Manning. After, you know, like seriously – People that – their their performances are definitely altered after injuries like that. You know what I mean? Can he come back to be the same Alex Smith? We don't know. We got to see that, man. Right now, I mean, yeah, they could be in competition, man. I think they probably gonna give uh, the ball to Dwayne Haskins, but Alex Smith still got the uh, – you know, right. I think he still got the upside. I just want to make veteran, one more point, man. too. We'll see what happens. Like
2: Will though. said – I mean, like uh, Mark said, Haskins, when he stepped in, he turned the ball over way too much. For for him, for you to step in and have that time mm-hmm. and at practice and all that stuff to come in and then turn, that's, that's just too much. When Alex Smith went down, the Redskins were six and four, and he was 10 interceptions to five. I mean, 10 touchdowns to five interceptions. That's pretty good. And he was leading the division at the time. So I don't think it's a, you know what I'm saying? I don't think we could just knock the fact out that he, Dwayne Haskins. I don't, Washington would be better with Alex Smith
0: as a QB. Facts. fact, uh, you know what's so funny, man? And I, I hope I hope he does get back to normal. I really hope Washington football team changed the name to Washington Washington's. <laughs> you know, I mean? that would be so <laughs> dope. Uh, and I I am telling you, listen, people hear me now. Let, let the team change the name to the Washington Washingtons, and I will, my, <laughs> I will switch my legions from the Broncos to that Washington Washington's. goofiest Washington. thing I I've ever heard. <sighs> right here. You hear it first. I, but, but, you can't, it's, it's George Washington, Washington, Washington so I mean, like, come on, let's go, <laughs> let's go. I'm not Yo. getting down with that.
1: You can call him whatever you <laughs> want. I'm not calling. I'm not cheering for that. All right, let's keep it it's goofy.
2: Yo, actually, before we uh, before we started recording, when we had all our notes or whatever, before they changed the name, I had them as the Washington whatever's. I think that's a good name too, though. Oh Lord.
1: No, <laughs> Yeah, I need that's to send that too. to Dan Snyder and let him uh, work over. Because obviously, all the meetings that he had, he couldn't come up with squat. So at least that's something. Yeah. All right, let's let's keep moving. Now, this one, I I'm kind of torn. And even though it's, I'll, right, let's just get into it. Antonio Brown retired earlier this week. Then he unretired a couple days later. Then and stated that he wanted to return to the NFL. Oh. He also demanded that the NFL give him a deadline on their investigation stemming from his off-the-field issues. Now my thing is, uh. I'm gonna ask y'all, do we see A B playing in 2020?
0: No. <laughs> no, Oh man. It's, it's, no. This just is ridiculous, cuz. I mean, you you unretired, you retired. What you gonna renege on your decision? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you didn't renege like three times.
0: <laughs> yeah, if we being completely honest, yeah. yeah.
2: Man. Seriously, I just I'm tired of Antonio Brown and this news with I'm tired of it. I just want Roger Goodell just force him to retire. Thank you. I'm tired of the news. He had number one, he had a chance to come back. He went off and uh, tried to oust Robert Kraft and Goodell and Shannon Sharp and he he's a he's a kid he's a big kid yo like at this point Roger Goodell suspend him indefinitely nah, and then let's just move on Here's with football thing. I'm tired of hearing about Antonio with
1: Brown. the guys that are opting out right now it does create a space where Antonio Brown could play this season Green Bay just lost Devin Funches. he could very well land there. Seattle and uh
2: Oh really? And you're telling me you're telling me Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown hear, gonna coexist hear me out.
1: seriously? Hear me out. They don't have to coexist <laughs> Uh they only have to coexist on the field. You have to let Antonio Brown know that this is his last stop. Once if he messes this up this time, nobody's gonna touch him. He's gonna be if you think he's toxic now and he comes in, and he does the same thing that he did before, then he's done. There's nothing else that you can do for him. So he has to understand that when he, if he gets a contract this year, this is the last ride. You have to prove that you can control yourself on and off the field. You have to suck it up with whatever uh punishment the league hands down, and you're gonna have to go with it. But this is the turning point. If
2: he can't even keep true. his mouth quiet with oh, all going that's on, that's true. Right so now. when you, so that, you expect him, you expect to say all that to him and he's just yeah. All yeah, right, because yeah, know. because
1: when we sit down and we talking money at the table, guess what? I don't have to guarantee you nothing. You can you can work for the league minimum. You, you, I can throw you listen, a couple listen, million, listen. but guess what? In your contract, it will clearly state that if you cut up, and I'm I'm using layman's terms. You mess up this time, you not coming back. And I and I can put it, I can word it anyway in my contract. Yeah, I don't thanks. have to guarantee Girl, you bread. You, guess what?
2: This where you what? Up? What am I messing up? 'Cause I'm getting you, you I'm getting up. you some The Raiders the Raiders did the Raiders did the Raiders, that already. The Raiders, the Raiders did that. Paid him. That's why he yeah. that's why he that's why he can't get the money from the Raiders. No, the Raiders the Raiders uh remember he called them out because he didn't get paid because of he wasn't supposed to go there and act up. He acted up at Pittsburgh, got himself yeah. out. They, that's why the Raiders didn't pay and, him. It's not guaranteed gonna, because he act he
1: acted. And guess up? what? That's gonna be in your contract again. So don't act shocked. You, you're you basically coming off the street. You're a free agent. You're going nah. to be cheap. You can't sit here and demand money. And this is the last point. The moment you cut up, I can yeah. cut you for free because I'm going to have that in my, in your contract. It's going to void. Whatever you do will void out the rest of your contract. So you decide to mess up. That's on you. It's yeah, it's, it's low risk, high reward for me because I'm still that's getting true. a talented player. He just act like a cornball. So if he act like a cornball,
2: you know, Okay, guess what? Bar, yeah, yeah. let the door hit you in the way. Right, let, yeah, let me let me ask Mark. Let me ask Mark. Mark, yeah, if the Broncos right now were looking at Antonio Brown to add to your team, they don't need him. Would you be happy with that move? Would you, anybody anybody can use Antonio Brown, right? He talented. That's what you just said.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I just want to see again, pending on how how he looks, you know what I mean, as, as far as practice goes, you know what I mean. But do I need him in the locker room? I know we got exactly. some good, fine guys that's that's developing the locker room really well, you exactly. know what I mean? I don't, do I need Antonio Brown? I mean, yeah, that would be a great piece, but I don't really need right. him, you know? Uh, there's, there's something funny because I'm actually looking at, uh, there's actually a, a, a word going around that uh, there's uh, guys that really want Antonio Brown on the team. Hence, Lamar Jackson. <gasps> Lamar Jackson yes. even uh, the Baltimore uh, quoted, Ravens. He said, no, he, said there, he said. There's no quit with him. Time out. Yeah, the Baltimore both- th- that,
2: said- that's you got to tell her uh, they only want Antonio Brown because they think he could. They think he could fix him, and because Antonio Brown's cousin Hollywood Brown is there, trust me, that's not going to go the way Lamar Jackson think is going to
1: If it doesn't,
0: yeah, but that's what he's saying. He's saying there's a. He-
2: okay. I mean, mm-hmm. this- yeah, we are <laughs> not <to> this new- <laughs> no, no,
0: really. right for real. No, but no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's saying that there's a brotherhood going on. He said none of that outside noise. Strictly inside, mm-hmm. he said, "This is the type of guy we need in our locker room." You know, he says our locker room is different than every locker right. room. You know, what I mean, he so he sees he, he Lamar sees the vision. You know, what I mean, of like, listen, I-, I want this guy in here, you know, that I mean? would be a
2: dangerous trio, though. That would be dangerous.
0: Oh, who? You that telling, would be dangerous. Man? But
2: who I think any team me? would be dangerous if they signed Antonio Brown, not just the not just the uh, Ravens. But I just don't think he's worth the headache. Most people was talking about Odell and all his antics. Antonio Brown is 10 times worse than Odell. I just don't think he's worth the headache, especially when you have a young quarterback like Lamar Jackson, when you have a, another young receiver and Hollywood Brown, you don't want that mindset of somebody who thinks they're the entire team to affect that. And I think that's where, that's why I'm like, nah, just, just send him off. Just, just suspend him. Cause I, I wouldn't deal with the headache. That's just me.
1: Mm. Just suspend him. So <laughs> just he he took the easy way out. Jalen take the easy way out. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I him. I want to be Antonio Brown. This season, I'm assigning. All right. Now let's wrap it up with this one. Conflicting reports started out on whether or not Dalvin cook was going to report to camp. Um, NFL network, Stacey Dales tweeted out that Dalvin cook had informed head coach, Mike Zimmer, that he was going to report to camp. Then ESPN's Adam Schefter per cooks agent said, nah, that ain't happening. Basically. But Cook ended up showing up to camp anyway because the CBA, the new CBA, makes it kind of tough for uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook to hold out because if they were going to charge him, I think fifty thousand right. a day if he missed camp each day, and he mm. wasn't getting that bread back mm. because uh, under the new CBA, you can't uh, reimburse mm. players for money that was fined against them for holding out. So mm.
0: he had to show up. There was no getting around that. They, they learned that they learned that yeah, they were like nope we're not
1: going to do that no more that's a fact good <laughs> yes, job I'm Le'Veon right. you just keep making things better and better
0: exactly that's a fact
1: <laughs> but that'll wrap it up for our news segment now let's get into the nitty gritty winners and losers the rookie edition
0: if I invited you to lunch I think you're a winner if I didn't I don't but I just met you all life is long opinions change winners prove me right losers prove me wrong
1: All right, so now we get into the best part of the show. Our winners and losers from the 2020 rookie draft. So what I'm going to do is, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give our three picks uh, from our winner section first and then go on to our losers. If you would be so kind, Mr. McQueen, how about you start us off? Let's get your three winners and losers. Well, excuse me, your three winners first.
2: All right, cool. Who Who you got? All right, so my first winner is from the Washington-whatevers. <laughs> uh, uh, I got Chase Young as my first. Uh, my second is Tua Tagovailoa from the Dolphins, and third is Jerry Judy from the Broncos. Yes,
1: I'm impressed that you got Tua's name right, because I wasn't going to touch that.
2: Yeah, man, I love Tua. He's a man. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got Chase Young first. <clears throat> to me because he was the best player in the draft in my opinion i felt like the Bengals should have took chase young but you know obviously with the quarterback situation they had no choice but the draft burrow uh i'll get into that later um but he's a natural a natural pass rusher freak freakishly athletic athleticism is matched with explosive quickness and then i think with i think this where it really is a win is when you look at that Washington football team defense. When you look at uh, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, hey, you know, I'm trying not to laugh while you say
1: Washington, <laughs> <football team.
2: laughs> yo, know, I try not to laugh, but uh, you know, when you pair him with Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, I think you know that that uh, line's gonna be like crazy and. I'm looking, I mean, you know, if they can mix around the secondary, I know they just got rid of their worst corner in Josh Norman. If they could get that defense together, especially with Ron Rivera back, you know, as a coach, that defense really could probably be like a top 10 defense in the league, in my opinion, with with Chase Young. Now, with Tua, I really felt like he was the best QB in the draft. The Bengals mm-hmm. have not taken Joe Burrow over Tua. I felt like they rolled that... Burrow train, really? yeah, I felt like they rode that Burrow train, you know, they got, got all caught up in the hype, but Tua was the best QB in that draft, his body of work was better than Burrow's when you look at both of their stats, um, Tua, his accuracy, anticipation is like severely underrated, and when you, and you know, all the pieces that they added, you know, with Jordan Howard, um, I think they added Matt Breida, and they draft, drafted the tackle from USC, Austin Jackson, to beef up that O line. Decent tight end crew and a decent receiver core. Um, I think like the Dolphins. That's like that's a huge win. I I really think Tua will be better than Burrow. You know, during the start of the season, maybe throughout throughout the careers, barring any injury. But um, in this, I had like a little breakdown, whatever, with the two stats from Tua from his. Sophomore and junior year. So in 18, he threw for like 3,900 yards, 43 touchdowns, six INTs, and 15 games, right? The next year, 19, before he got hurt, he threw for 33 TDs, three INTs, and like 2,900 yards, and like six games less than 18. So he would have passed that in 19 if he would have played just as many games he did in 18. And Burrow, not even on that level. We have one good year. So, the Dolphins definitely won that. They should thank the Bengals for drafting Burrow because they got the best quarterback in that draft. Now, mm-hmm. with Jerry Judy, I don't really need to say too much about that. I mean, he can either play the slide or the outside. Mark, yep. a Broncos fan, I know he agrees with it. uh He's a very good route runner. I think he's probably the best route runner in that draft class for the receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the only receiver... I Mark, look thing in gospel. He's the only receiver in that draft that if you watch him play in college, I've watched a couple games. He looks like he's the only receiver that actually like is NFL ready, like right now. So you talk about with Cortland Sutton, Noah, Noah Fant. They got some good running backs back there with Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. The Mm -hmm. the Broncos offense seriously could be top five. You already know about their defense. so The Broncos seriously could like really make some noise this year. And if you play man courage against Jerry Judy, you're going to get smoked. Mm -hmm. So those are my three.
1: That's not a bad list. I actually like the fact that you went IDP and went with Chase Young um, Mm -hmm. for the beginning. I kind of felt like the Judy one was a little more obvious because of how talented he is. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was me personally, I was gonna steer. I do like the Judy pick, don't get me wrong. I was just trying to steer away from it. I was gonna go try and go a little, I, guess I don't I'm blame, go you. I but don't that's, blame that. you. That's not a bad pick. Uh, Judy is if Drew Locke shows out to be the quarterback that everybody's hoping that he's gonna be, oh, he Judy will. is gonna be nice this year, oh, exactly, bro.
0: Exactly. Lock and load, baby. that's all I gotta say, man.
2: That's the that's the I think that's the only question mark about the Broncos is the quarterback. Now yeah. I'm not I'm not really saying that Locke is bad, but I mean we really haven't we we have to get a full you know once people start getting tape on him once he plays we'll see how yeah. good he is so
0: and, and it's only just five games too right, right? so we, like I said we we don't know yet it's still questionable but I, but after of those five games I I love what I see right but I mean I he, was, he was he was
1: four and one against uh, mm-hmm. going down to the end of the season mm-hmm. yeah. and he ain't played no I don't think all those games were cupcake games so um and a full sixteen will really give you a, a grasp on what Drew Locke is capable yeah, of. Yeah,
2: I'm telling you now. I ain't just saying this because Mark is new here, you know what I'm saying? But oh I no, honestly...
1: we're we gonna shred the Broncos when we get a chance to. No,
2: well, <laughs> I know y'all will, man. I honestly feel like though, the Broncos could seriously make some noise and like in that division. They gonna give Pat Mahomes a, a hard time. Oh, they gonna yeah, give Pat that... Mahomes a hard time.
0: I'll tell you, that, that's the only team we're focused on at trying to knock out, man, is, is the Chiefs. Because, again, you know, I mean, forget the Chargers. The, the Chargers the charges are done. Right. The Raiders are, are, are you know, as long as you got the head coach in the Raiders, man, he's, he's the trash. You know, oh, we're geez. looking at the Chiefs, dude. Right. We're looking at the Chiefs. And that's the only thing. We got to make answers, man. And I feel like this is the answer to here with the wide receiver squad, man. But
1: All right, all right. With the Broncos
0: talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark, this us this, us this us. is not
1: the Broncos podcast. All right. <laughs> you can start it your own. But no, Mark, since you uh since you start you, since you're talking now, uh, why don't you give us your three picks for uh the winner section?
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, well first pick I have to do. Uh, I had to do Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU, the 22nd pick for the Vikings. Man, they say mm-hmm. that the pro comparison is, is Michael Thomas, man, from New Orleans Saints, dude. 4 4 3, uh, 40 yard dash, dude. You talk about the, the best replacement for, for Diggs? I don't think so, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't really think so. On the other side of Adam, dude, merely I, Cousins, man, listen, you like that? You like that? Cousins? <laughs> that's, that's gonna be sick, man. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I, you know, I cannot wait to see this ball perform, man, on the other side of Adam. Justin Jefferson definitely, uh, or one of my uh, lookout guys. Um, another one is, is uh, running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, from Wisconsin, the 41st pick for the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, man. Uh, again, really impressive speed 439 and 40 yards. Uh, Taylor, he led the, the FBS with uh, 2,194 rushing mm-hmm. yards, uh, 307 carries, uh, 16 touchdowns, eight receptions, and 13 starts, you know, and this crazy. Team, you know, it, it, he's right behind. That those stats are compared right behind Melvin Gordon, dude. You know, and it's it's amazing, dude. And and it's gonna be crazy too because I think what the Colts are still hanging on with with uh, Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll see. I think I think Jonathan. I think that he's he's going to kind of emerge and get more touches. You know, I mean, Max going to kind of hinder a little bit, man. We'll see what happens. Um, my third final pick for winners is definitely you know me. Uh, since since uh jay went to uh jerry judy he went to judge judy i i gotta go i had to go with with somebody i'm looking out more which is uh kj hamler man why was really
2: it? oh wow the broncos yeah man here i am think you're gonna say cd lambda give me some compliments back nah, I, yeah, I, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> I like no
0: listen, I, I, listen I, I look i look at Hamler's speed, I look, I love it, I love it, man. You talk about if somebody's going one on one with uh, Judy, man, you're going to get burnt. Same thing with Hamler, man. Uh, you know, you can't go one on one with Hamler, dude. This speed is is impenetrable, dude. J- Judy and Hamler, that one two punch, a- along with uh, Cortland Sutton, dude. Yeah. Oh my God, and Noah F- dude. You talking about lock again, lock? If he say,
1: a dude, one more time.
0: Uh, listen, Locke has the arsenal, man, and and again, you add in center uh, Lloyd Cushenberry in the third round—that's icing on the cake, right there. You know what I mean? So this is perfect, dude. This is perfect. That's yeah. not a bad pick, that's actually.
2: Not. Yeah, that's not. I'm going a lot to you. I was looking at KJ Hamler first, but I mean Jerry Judy, like Will said, it was just that's too much of a win for me not to even mention Jerry Judy. So I had to go yeah. with Jerry Judy. I took the easy and, way out.
0: Right, and you know what? The the, the attention that Jerry Judy is going to get, Hamler is going to be racking up those points. Mm-hmm opinion so i'm like listen i might, i might have hamler on on the lock as far as like later rounds you know what i mean if i'm picking my receivers i might have Hamler on lock
1: the crazy you know? thing is i was doing um i was doing some breakdowns for not well not really breakdowns i was trying to get my rookie picks together uh, for an article i was working on and when i looked up kj hamler and i saw how fast i'm look like looking on youtube highlights and looking at how fast this dude is Right, It's ridiculous. He's burning guys for at least a four, a full four yards. Mm-hmm. Like it's they're they're running neck and neck with him, and I guess like he sees the ball and he turns it up, and he's like three or four yards ahead of the guy behind him. It, Underrated SB speed is unreal. Shit. Yeah, Facts. that's scary speed. So, all right, well, who are your three? So high on luck. Okay, so my three are uh, Cam Akers, Michael Pittman, and Jalen Rager. <gasps> he picked an eagle. But no, but starting with Cam Akers, um, I do like the Los Angeles Rams pick. uh, Second round, 52nd overall. Uh, People have been saying that Cam Akers is not that good because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the the offensive line for the Rams is not good and he's going to be, he's going to have issues with it. But I went and did some some digging on the Florida State O-line. Mm-hmm. which was reportedly trash. I, everyone that I spoke to on Twitter when we had these Cam Baker debates was like, oh, uh, the, the Florida State line was trash." He still managed to average 5.5 uh, 5 yards a, a carry behind that line. And when I went to look up where the O-line for Florida State was ranked, out of 130 schools, the uh, Florida State O-line was ranked 115th mm. overall.
0: Really? And he's pushing those numbers? Bro, yeah. that's
1: crazy. So you mean to tell me a guy who played behind one of the worst offensive lines in college can't come into the league and play behind. Now the Rams O-line was bad last year, but they also suffered a lot of injuries across the O-line, too. A lot of those guys are coming back this year. Um uh and the running back by committee thing is not the greatest. But when you look at the competition that he's had, he's gonna have to deal with Darrell Henderson, probably the only guy that he's really going to have to compete with. But even then, it's still a stretch because both of those guys, Malcolm Brown and Darrell Henderson, were bad last year. Mm-hmm. They tried to split up the workload between them two and Gurley, realized it wasn't going to work, and then started feeding Gurley the ball without giving him the passing work. Cam Akers can catch out of the backfield. He's a good runner between the tackles. He's very shifty. Um now I gotta give a shout out to my guy, um, Angelo, Angelo underscore fantasy on Twitter, because he does a lot of breakdowns for college players. He does a lot of film study, and he he likes to share uh, tape with me, so I get to go look over his breakdowns. Um, one of the things that he highlighted hey, was, Mark,
2: "This dude out here cheating. He got a personal, he got a personal <laughs> researcher." He, <laughs> <he's not laughs> a... <laughs> this man. he's not oh, a person
1: he's not he's not somebody that i got on a payroll but he likes fantasy just like i do but he does he does breakdowns completely you gotta check out his stuff from from board, i'm in a, a shout out but angelo does really good work <laughs> and um one of the things that i saw during his highlights was that he noted that acres is good in short space able to change directions and navigate cluttered uh, areas along the line of scrimmage. That's what you're going to need if your O line is not good. To be able to average five yards a carry behind one of the worst O lines in the league, when you come into say the NFL, one of the
2: worst. One of, what, I mean, the Rams rank? Where did they rank out of the teams in the NFL? It
1: wasn't good. They weren't in the top half. Okay. So. I mean, but they had injuries. They had to deal with injuries, too. I'm not going to get too long-winded in this, but I think Cam Akers is going to be the one to come out of the running back committee, and I think he's going to come out early. Mm-hmm. I think um, if he has a good showing in two or three games, he's going to dwarf. Malcolm Malcolm Brown is a plotter, so I'm not even worried about him. The real competition is probably going to be between Akers and Henderson. If what? he can beat a- Henderson out, it's Akers' job. Mm. My, uh, Michael, Michael Pittman on um, the Indianapolis Colts pick. Um, the 34th overall. Um, I like big wide receivers. He's six four, two twenty three. Um, the thing that I like about Pittman is that he's being compared to guys like Vincent Jackson, so that means he's a he's the type of wide receiver who's going to be able to go get those uh, contested balls, fifty yeah, fifty balls. He's a guy who has long range speed. He's a he runs a four or five. So you got a guy who's six four, and who runs. Who can run deep routes and win them with Phillip Rivers and the Colts offense back there? Mm-hmm. I like uh Michael Pittman um this season. I think he's gonna have an immediate impact because they lack they lack weapons um, across the off not not across the offense, but at the wide receiver position, you know, it's only T. Y. Hilton. And Paris Campbell, I won't say K- Paris Campbell was a flop but he suffered a lot of injuries last year too. So right. Michael Pittman is going to come right into that team and he's already going to have a role. He's already going to be on the field. He's going to be on two wide receiver sets. So he's going to, fi- he's going to fit right in. I think he's one of the wide receivers that I see having an immediate impact and who is fantasy worthy too, um, especially in, um, I'm going to say, redraft and dynasty formats. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people are shocked that I picked Jalen Rager, but the yeah, reason I, I picked Jalen Rager is because he has an he has an opportunity, I think, to get on the field mm-hmm. quickly this year, too. Um, there's some rumors, not rumors, but there's news that Alshon Jeffrey, um, he might end up on the pup to start the season. If he does, that's six weeks without Alshon Jeffrey. His, his competition is going to end up being um, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside for maybe snaps on the field and Deshaun Jackson. But you're going to say Deshaun Jackson is going to start. So his main comp for maybe getting on the field in two wide receiver sets is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Right. If he can get on the field and and produce, even if it's just three or four targets deep, or five targets deep a game, he's going to be a problem. The boy's straight line speed is compared to guys like Brandon Cook.
2: I mean, I don't disagree with you, but if you're talking about throwing deep, you know, Wentz not really an accurate deep thrower. So I mean,
1: true. Okay. But
2: now, wait, let's play devil's wait, advocate wait, real wait. quick. Has he had you're gonna put this on Twitter, so I just want everybody to know I do like Carson Wentz. I'm not, no, I'm... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trashing Wentz or anything, but compared to other quarterbacks who throw the ball deep really well, Carson Wentz is not that accurate down deep.
1: No, he's not. But to play devil's advocate, he's never had a genuine. Deep threat target. Oh, Deshaun true. Jackson was supposed that. to be that, but he got hurt in the beginning of the season. That's true, right? Right. The seasons before that, it was Torrey Smith, and it was like, okay, tory Smith was on the Eagles. Have never given him a young down th- downfield right. threat before, right? That's true. Let's put it like that. So I'm interested in the see. I'm interested to in seeing how that's going to look this year with a young, uh, basically a young Deshaun Jackson going downfield and catching the balls from Carson Wentz. But I think without Alshon Jeffrey soaking up those targets and minor competition from JJ Arthur Arth- White Whiteside, mm-hmm. he has a real chance to 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 do something this year, and I and I like that. If I can get Jalen Reger in a draft, I probably would target him. Um, there's a few guys I probably put ahead of him, but if he's there and I have an opportunity to get him, I would take him.
2: That's not a bad three. I actually. I was going to, I thought about putting the Rager pick also under my winners. But the reason I didn't is because, like like you said, if I was on out six weeks, I, the Eagles are too desperate, I guess, for a need for wide receivers. And I didn't want to put, because you don't know how this dude's going to be. Uh, True. Like, Judy, you know he's going to come out and make immediate impact. Rager, I'm not saying Rager is a bad player. But the Eagles are desperately or desperately in need for a receiver, and that kind of put a lot of pressure on them. Because remember, the same stuff was said about Aguilar when he came in, and look what happened to Aguilar. But we knew Aguilar was uh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's trash. He, right. he, had,
1: he had one good season. I'm not going to get sidetracked by you. He had one good season. That was That's it. True. He's a bum,
2: kind of like the quarterback. I mean.
1: I like wins too. As far as talent goes, Wince is not Wince is good. So, I, you didn't hear that from me. I, I say it time and time again. Can't be biased on fantasy. So, we got our winners out the way. So, let's go into our losers. Jalen, take over.
2: Okay. All right. So, like Will told y'all earlier, I snubbed y'all. I only got two losers. That's as far as I could go. <laughs> um, my first loser. <laughs> I couldn't think of a third, but my first one is Jordan Love from the Packers.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah as yeah.
2: much as I despise Aaron Rodgers for personal reasons, I think this was like mm-hmm. by far the worst move of the draft. A team that needs receivers outside of Devontae Adams. Just in case he gets hurt, you gotta go dudes like Lazard, you mm-hmm. know, Vada Scantling. When they could have drafted Denzel Mims. They could, you know, they could have drafted. You know, some receivers, they need serious help there. They just flat-out disrespected Aaron Rodgers, who was still, in my opinion, a top-five QB in the league mm-hmm. and who was a game away from a Super Bowl. I don't understand why you wouldn't, therefore, go out and get him help because you've seen what happened in that game against the Niners, how desperate in need he, he was for help as far as receivers. And not just receivers, for tight ends also. He don't have any tight ends either. Um... And that pick to me made no sense whatsoever, but I'll hate the Packers. So I am (laughs) extremely glad they did that to him. Um, My second pick was uh, Jalen Hurts from the Eagles. I had a hard time with with this pick because... um, You didn't think that was a great pick? (laughs) No, I didn't. But I'm thinking from the side of Carson Wentz's side. Like I'm really on Carson's side with this pick. When you look at the pick, although Jalen Hurts is a good QB, you know, they had other options out there to go ahead and draft or to go ahead and sign a QB through free agency who knows their role as a backup. You know, they could have signed Andy Dalton. They could have signed Jameis Winston, who was clearly, you know what I'm saying? is clearly okay with being a backup with the Saints. Could have signed Case Keenum. We could have signed Marcus Mariota, dudes who know their role as being a backup. And The reason why I say I'm on Carson's side with this is because y'all seen how it was with Nick Foles. And when Nick Foles won those three, you know, won those three Bulls, got a Super Bowl and all that, then reports start coming out of how selfish Carson was, and uh, he lost the locker room, and it put Carson in a bad situation, and it forced the Eagles to trade Foles. And I feel like that damaged, you know, it damaged his confidence. why would you bring someone younger than Nick Foles who was, you know, who could potentially take your job? You know, I kind of compare it to Romo and Dak where Romo was still capable of being a top QB in the league, but because he got injured, because he was injury prone, they had no, you know, they went with Dak. Well, Carson Wentz been injured really the past three out of his last season. Most people say he finished last year, but he did miss the playoff game. So, I mean, you could count that. And did, he did let's start. Say Carson, yeah, he did start. But for nine minutes, I mean he missed the game. So if he goes if, if Carson goes down and Jalen Hurts comes in and balls like Dag did in sixteen, who you go to? Are you you have no choice. I mean, you don't want to damage Hurts' confidence and especially if he comes in the balls. You and and Carson would then be hurt four out of his five seasons. You you gotta go with Hurts, right? So I just feel like As far as as Carson did back the pick, obviously, I do feel like the Eagles, you know, you have, they got to have faith in their franchise quarterback. I mean, obviously, you know, they paid them, but um, I just feel like drafting a young QB wasn't, wasn't the need for it because Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's like another wide receiver
1: at that point.
2: Exactly. I was actually looking, they could have drafted uh, Mims. As well, they could have took him from the Jets. Um, right,
1: nah.
2: I just don't. It just feel like though. the Eagles are pushing. Yeah, it just feel like the Eagles pushing Carson out the door. You you still got Philly fans who still are mad about the pick. Some you know kind of don't care anymore. But if if I'm Carson, I'm I'm not liking that pick. But like I said, it was other options out there. They could have went with either of those options. But yeah, that's a, that's a L for me.
1: All right. That's, a L. that's not bad. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's L. A, I think they could have, you could have got Jalen Hurts a little later in the draft. Um, he wasn't a quarterback who was going to be highly sought after because all the other teams that had, look at how many teams drafted a quarterback after that in the draft.
2: It's, it's that's true. They, and it's they not didn't even just about, that. right? It's not even just about, um, receivers either. The Eagles, I think the Patriots drafted a linebacker um right. after that and the eagles don't have any linebackers i just do like don't that, care about that position though yeah um obviously but I, I just feel like that was a wasted pick it wasn't as bad as Jordan love but that was a wasted pick you could have you could have picked some you could have gave carson another weapon or you could have helped on the defensive side of the ball i mean
1: true all right mark who you got who's your losers
0: all right so so I do agree with uh, with Jalen, man, When uh, as far as, uh, you know, Jordan Love, uh, of pick for the Packers, man. Listen, to me, I think it's a win for Aaron Rodgers, who probably needs some renewed motivation, man, like at this point. You know, uh, he needs he needs to have some fire setting him, you know, because with that pick, again, that's being disrespectful, man. Jordan ain't going to get no time or whatever, you know what I mean? But a, that was a definite scare for Aaron Rodgers, man. So, you know, full-blown, stay away from Jordan Love, uh you know is it's not is not he listen he he's he's a good but not a great accurate passer you know he he's he's good on, on short and intermediate passes but you know but that's about it you know I mean, he lacks he lacks elite size he's not you know he's he's unproven yet but you know we have Aaron Rodgers there. I mean why would you go for Jordan Love really, you know. Um I'm gonna save this pick for last because I just talked about him. I'm gonna go to wide receiver T Higgins from Clemens, uh 33rd pick for the Bengals, man. Here's why. You're stacked on the wide receiver depth chart, man. You have A.J. Green, you know, wide receiver one. You have Tyler Boyd at a second spot. You have John Ross in the third, depending on his injuries, you know what I mean? Right now, you know, John is, is still good. This leaves Higgins at a wide receiver four until the Bengals can clear up a spot from the lineup, man. Now, I don't think, you know, are they going to, you know, we're going to see uh, some, some hit, you know, plays with Higgins? Maybe, you know what I mean? But not that much, though, you know, so. You know if you got a, a a solid wide receiver lineup like the bengals have man you know uh I don't think Higgins is really going to see that much it's gonna look like the Saints kind of you know what I mean We're, everything's gonna be haphazard man Not, nobody's gonna be that you know that that big facto kind of person well besides AJ green you know um so mm-hmm. definitely uh T Higgins is who signed his, his who signed his uh, franchise
1: tag AJ so green signed, signed his franchise, franchise tag. tag yeah AJ green. Yeah, well
0: yeah. So, so he, he's automatically the number crazy. one. Yeah, yeah, facts. You know what I mean? So will we see uh, uh T Higgins uh you know out there a little bit, but you know, don't get your high, uh you know hopes up. Um now I, I had to renege on his last pick because uh of the news that was was brought out. And <laughs> <laughs> so so, <laughs> so my, my my last pick of, of rookie losers, which I mean right now is 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 technically a winner, uh is <laughs> it's, it's Clyde. Edwards, Hilaire, running back from LSU, a 30-second pick for the Chiefs. Uh, now, here's the point. Nah. Before, yeah, I want to hear this, bashing, I got to hear why you, why you bashing, got him
1: in the loser section.
0: Before, before everybody bashes, okay? Here's the thing. You know what I mean? Damien Williams, man, his season last year was on point, okay? Uh, it was on his prime. I couldn't stand that, dude. So if you think Claude is going to take away chunks of touches from Damien, think again. You know what I mean? it's, it's You're not going to see that. If, if, if Damien didn't opt out, man. I mean, Clyde would have been a great third down back, man. But I mean, you listen. I want to think that, that Clyde would be an effective, as far as a, a fantasy goes, would be an effective running back to grab. You know what I mean? Listen, there's still some un- uneasiness about Clyde uh, Edwards. Hilarious, and, and, and here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not crapping on the guy. I am yeah, crapping on the guy, but I'm not really crapping on the guy. You know, he's not going to wow anyone with his long speed. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not. He's a great route runner. <laughs> Um, but his hands are not natural he can stand up uh, to improve his coordination and catch rate is maybe um, he has the, the tools to succeed in pass protection, but it's a mixed bag in that area you know what I mean so he, he's being used as more of a receiver but it, it, he's he's still unproven as to say you know what I mean we'll see that especially now that he's going to have the number one spot yeah thankfully that that uh, Damien has the sense to stay home and, and, and meditate man, on you know being healthy. yeah, of course. But you know, if, if Damien <laughs> meditate, took, you know, yeah. <laughs> meditate. You're right. If Damien didn't have, uh or, or Damien didn't choose the option to stay to stay home, you know, opt out and all that, then then Clyde would have been like, you know, I wouldn't think this would have been the year for Clyde. You know, what I mean, yeah, you know, he would again, he would be a great third down back, but nah, you know, this one fantasy owners shouldn't uh, to rely on Clyde. But now. Oh, fancy owners, go get Clyde, man! Hell yeah! Bro. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'll be, I'll be, in that sense, I will have four rookie winners and two rookie losers. I'll be the same thing as uh, Jalen, man. Mm-hmm. Rookies, you're run the party.
1: <laughs> that switch is strong.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so that's for my losers. Hey, man, it's my turn.
2: <laughs> go ahead, Will. Go ahead.
1: All right, for my losers, um, they all kind of suffer from the same thing, in my opinion. Uh being deep under the death chart or having a guy in front of them. And the first one is Anthony McFarlane, who got uh picked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he wasn't really good coming out of college his last year. He only had six hundred six hundred uh yards rushing, uh, on hundred and fourteen attempts. He didn't he didn't look that prolific in some of the stuff that I've seen. Um mm-hmm. And you have a bunch of guys ahead of him. You got James Conner ahead of him. You got uh, Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell. And he just picked up another running back, uh, Wendell Smallwood, uh, the former Eagle. So you got a crowded room with guys who have already been there ahead of you on top of the fact that you don't get a preseason to try and showcase what you can do to try and move move up. It's it's not a good it's not gonna, it's not going to be a good look for McFarland. I think he's he's too too far into the depth depth chart to really matter. Even if an injury occurs with James Conner, um I really have a feeling that Benny Snell is going to be the guy to take that number 2 spot um over Jalen Sam, Samuels. It, it McFarlane is just too far in the depth chart and he's I don't think he's a big enough back uh right. to really do to really be required to do the work that Pittsburgh Steelers running backs are normally known for. Uh, my second guy was Denzel Mims. Uh, he's got the same problem. Breshard Perryman is ahead of him on the depth chart. He's the number one guy or the perceived number one guy for the Jets. Um, uh, Crawford is there. Uh, you got the, the tight end, Chris uh, Herndon. He's there. And then you got Le'Veon Bell catching balls out of the backfield. Frank Gore is probably going to catch some out of the backfield because Lord only knows what Adam Gates is going to do. Um, And the offense is not really that good um, behind even with Sam Darnold uh, starting. So you have a lot of factors that are going to play against a guy like Denzel Mims. I think he is talented, but until the offense looks competent, let's say the least, I don't expect much from Denzel Mims this season. And then my last one is DeAndre, DeAndre Swift I actually like DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's a thousand yard running back coming out of college. Um, uh-huh. The problem is that his production is going to be capped because you still have carry on Johnson um, with the Detroit yeah. lions. Now Swift could steal the job from carry on, but we don't know how they're going to um, use the running backs as, in terms of running the ball. Detroit's been really iffy as opposed to running um using running backs a lot. They would rather rely on Matt Stafford to uh throw the ball as opposed to run, the run game. Cause wh- who was the last good running back that you can remember um from the Detroit Lions? I mean, oh, not saying Barry Sanders. So I don't know. This they don't really per- they don't really care about running the ball. But you have a guy like DeAndre Swift who Shoot, if he can just stay healthy, he'll be able to get the job over a carry on Johnson. Um, It's just a matter of right now, if they both starting out healthy, um, their production is going to be capped. They're going to be eating into each other. So DeAndre Swift, despite his talent, he's going to have to either outwork um, carry on Johnson and stay healthy or they're just going to keep feeding into each other. They're going to split carries until the end of the season. So it's just unfortunate. I was really hoping he was going to go somewhere uh, where he could be the guy. And, you know, he, he would add um, depth to a running back position uh, during fantasy drafts. Because he's he's not a guy who you can sleep on in terms of talent. He's got it. But his landing spot
2: just sucks. I don't know if I agree with you about Denzel Mims. Because you trust as Dan I, Darnold? What'd you say? Um, I said you tr-
1: you trust Sam Darnold? Shoot, do you trust Adam Gase? Yeah, because I don't. <laughs> no, I told okay, you but, last time I like that dude. That's
2: not, but that's not what we're doing though. What we're doing is we're grading the pick.
1: Yeah, and that pick is bad.
2: That pick is not bad when you look at the it's- receiver core, though. Okay, you tell you me. You said you said Burchard, Perryman and James mm-hmm. Crowder, right? Pretty both. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're good. They're not great. But then when you look after that, I got Josh Doxon. They have a bunch of receivers that probably won't even make the team. I think Denzel mm-hmm. Mims, that's a good pick for them, for for them to be the slot. The other receivers are not like automatically. Crowder's going to play the
1: slot. Okay, Crowder but, but, is the slot guy.
2: Okay, Crowder's the slot, but Mims could also play outside. Actually, Mims might be better outside than he is in the slot.
0: Yeah, right, right.
2: Okay. So, I don't think that pick is an L. Will yeah, you know mm. I mean I don't, I don't you know. Could, we
1: can we can do a uh, we can do a gentleman's fantasy bet. So we can, uh, we can hash bet? that out.
2: Ooh.
1: I don't know. We can work out terms. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, we
2: work out terms.
1: But I don't think that he's gonna be. He's not gonna be a wide receiver that I would target in fantasy drafts. Maybe in dynasty because you know dynasty is the long game. But in redraft, I'm not looking for Denzel Mims. I'm but looking if, at his okay. quarterback. and His quarterback's not that good. So with the passing game was not being good for the us? Jets.
2: Hmm? I said he was good when he beat us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's true. That that game sucked. Why are you bringing up bad, <laughs> bad memories, man? Stay on task. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but he was trash everyone else. He was seeing he beat he beat Dallas and then was seeing ghosts the rest of the season. Like, come on, man. Yeah, That's right. just more of a testament to how bad the defense was. That
2: was his um, Super Bowl right there under Rob Marinelli.
1: He yeah, that was I his Super
2: Bowl. Know. Quarterbacks get better every every season. Like, yeah, to say well, you yeah. may not have trusted Donald this year, but who's to say that Donald won't come out of ball next year? Who's to say that Mims won't be a big part of him balling?
1: You try to make mm-hmm. you trying to make two bets. You trying to make uh, you want to bet
0: because yeah, I don't,
1: don't see Sam Cracking the top twenty in in fantasy quarterbacks. So
0: I, you know what I, I, I think? You know, cracking the top twenty. I'll, I'll put I'll put a bet on that. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I would
1: too. Actually, we're we gonna work out these terms.
2: <laughs> well,
0: there's only what is it? Only
2: thirty quarterbacks in the league that started. He gonna make top twenty.
0: Oh, we're we gonna rank the quarterbacks, man. Matter of fact, we
2: can go through the list right now, <laughs> just real quick. You got Mahomes, Lamar, Watson. We don't have we don't uh, have that Carson, much time. Yeah, there. I was just team. saying. Mark he 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 a tw- top twenty though, that's an easy bet.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. Oh man! I, I, all right, we'll we'll save it. We'll save it. I'm betting he's not going to be. He's Sam Darnold will not finish in the top twenty among fantasy quarterbacks this season. That's my that's my stance. Right. That's my take. What
2: we're gonna do is we're gonna make a bet. It's on wax. So we so you,
1: you, me the first time. Sam Darnold will not be a top twenty QB this season.
2: So, so, what are we going to do? Hey, Mark, listen, you can be the media. We're going to make a bet. The next episode, we're going to tell y'all what the bet is. And then when we top 20, I'm, I'm going to win. I mean, that's easy. He gonna be,
0: I'm going to give him 18 no. out of 20. You know what? We got we got to put a Twitter poll, we'll figure a Twitter out. poll out there. for You know what I mean? If Sam Darnall is going to be in the top 20, we yeah, put yeah, a yeah, poll out yeah, there. yeah, let's do that. Let's
1: do that. After the episode drops on Thursday, we will drop the poll.
2: Okay. Sounds good. That sounds easy. Is that cool? And, and everybody, everybody agree? Term.
1: What's the term? Um, we'll work out the terms. We'll post those on Twitter as well.
2: No, i me. That's why I'm
1: we'll, talking we'll you. It. No, you got to trust me because it's on wax now. We'll work out <laughs> the terms. Mark, will be, Mark is our witness.
0: All right, man. All right. Yep, we got a mediator.
1: So you hear it. We got two bets. Denzel Mims being good this season. And <laughs> we, we, cool. we need to finish the technicality <laughs> on that too.
2: What, what defines the good? Okay, okay, all right, all right, there. all right, cool. Because I was about to say that. So, what defines good?
1: Yeah, we'll work that out and we'll work it out in public so that way it won't be no no hemming and harm when I win the bet and you looking silly. So
2: I'm gonna just know. say right now, this is gonna have like five fifty three tubs. That's that's, that's pretty okay. good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like over five hundred. 500, man. man. That's, that's good for Gallup did that in his rookie season. So you telling me man. that's not good?
1: I'll look at Gallup's numbers and I'll compare notes. All right? i right. I'm I with I'm I'm with him. <laughs> all right guys that'll wrap up our episode thank you for listening thank you for tuning in uh, we appreciate our listeners very much and listening to our antics um, again please be sure to follow us and subscribe on whatever podcast you're using to listen to us uh, make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram and facebook join our facebook group and check out our website when you can the Again, thank you for listening. We will check you guys next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest.
2: See you next episode.